I hope you recognize that theme song. If you do, you know it's time for Let's Talk About Jesus. I am Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable, and I'm so glad to be able to bring you a message from God's Word that will give us holy, holy instructions from the Holy Bible. Praise God from the Holy God by the Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Holy One. Amen. God is so good today. I'm so glad I know him. Don't, aren't you? If you're a Christian today and, and you are, are coming here as part of your devotional life, as part of your spiritual edification and instruction, I am so happy that you are here today with a hungry heart. Because there's a promise to you and a promise to me. I'm hungry as well today. Amen. My spiritual stomach is growling. Amen. I want to receive that that is going to be unto me the joy and rejoicing of my heart and the strength and the, uh, that I need to endure all that we we are facing and to do it with a, with a holy awe of the greatness and glory of God. Amen. In the midst of the pandemic and the pandemonium and in the midst of the last day signs that are negative all over the world. Uh, amen. It, it causes us to understand that we're living in the last of the last days. The coming of Christ is near. The coming of the Antichrist is therefore near. The coming of the day of the Lord, Jacob's trouble, the, the great tribulation is also near. Thank God we're not in the great tribulation. Even though we're experiencing tribulation in terms of what Jesus promised, in this world you shall have tribulation. Thelpsis is the Greek word, and it means anguish and pressure and trouble. We're in a faulty body living in a fallen world with a formidable foe called the devil. But we have a greater one living inside of each one of us. If you're a child of God, you've been born again, born from above, born of the Holy Spirit, baptized not just into a denomination or an organization, but baptized by the Holy Spirit into the body of the Lord Jesus Christ, where we become in essence, according to the word of God, bone of his bone, <laughs> hallelujah, and flesh of his flesh, praise God, and therefore his members in particular. We have a privileged place and a standing in God today that in spite of the darkness and the evil influences of the enemy, we have a place to fulfill in the last day. Amen. We have something to accomplish here in the last days. And it's not to sit idle and, and wait on, on Jesus to come and hope that we can hold out. It's to actually take ground and hold that ground until Jesus comes. Amen. Satan is not used to people invading his territory. He's not used to people seeing his backside. But the Bible said, Truly of him that Satan goeth about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour, whom resist steadfast in the faith. 
Amen. Praise God. Amen. If we resist him, the scripture said we will see him flee from us. And this idea of the devil constantly coming against us, stymieing us and stopping any forward motion, we need to get that out of our thinking. I call it stinking thinking. Amen. We need to get rid of the fear and the doubt and get hold of faith and courage today. Amen. I want to, I, I love what one, well, it was Reinhard Bonnke, an evangelist to Africa, who said, we, we're, we're going to plunder hell and populate heaven. In other words, we're going to invade Satan's territory. Praise God. And we're going to do it in order to get souls out of that prison house of darkness. If you're not a Christian today, please stay tuned because you can come out of that prison house of darkness and deception. Before this broadcast is over, every chain can be broken for whom the Son sets free is free indeed. And if you decide to come to Christ as your Lord and Savior, repenting of your sin, I'm going to tell you, there's no chain of darkness that can hold on to you. (laughs) Praise God. You can bust out of jail. You won't even have to bust out. Christ will bust you out. Praise God. Amen. There's going to be a jailbreak all over this world of people who will come to Jesus and allow him to set them free. That's a whole other message, but it's a good way to start this one. We're going to be teaching uh, through this Bible study, uh, discerning the signs of the times, discerning the signs of the times. Amen. We take our text from Matthew's gospel, chapter 16, verses 1 through 3. Listen carefully today. The Pharisees also with the Sadducees came and tempting desired him that speaking of Jesus and speaking to him that he would show them a sign from heaven. He answered and said unto them, When it is evening, ye say it will be fair weather, for the sky is red. And in the morning it will be foul weather today, for the sky is red and lowering. O ye hypocrites! You can discern the face of the sky, but you cannot discern the signs of the times. Now, he's not talking about just the last days here. He's talking about the fact that the the long-awaited Messiah has come. And because of their prejudice against anyone operating outside their authority as the two highest religious orders of the day, they couldn't discern that this time was this opportunity to receive their Messiah with joy and embrace him. Instead, they saw him, uh, they, they were deceived and they saw him as a threat uh, instead of the promised one, the anointed one, their own Messiah. Listen, I remember the lyrics of a popular Christian song from my early ministry years ago. And it was, and simply it said, signs of the times are everywhere. There's a brand new feeling in the air. Keep your eyes upon the eastern sky. Lift up your head. Your redemption draweth nigh. I'm constantly astounded that so many people can be so blind to something that is so very clear. 
not only in Scripture, but just looking at the news broadcast, looking at what's happening in our nation and around the world. One prominent pastor comments about this lack of discernment of the times. And listen to what he said. I'm going to read this because I agree with it 150%. He says, what do you think the main issue facing the church? What is the main issue facing the church? I'm always asked that question and I always answer basically the same way. The main issue facing the church is the lack of discernment. That is the main issue facing the church today. The church doesn't distinguish between truth and falsehood. It has a defective immune system. It has a case of spiritual AIDS. It does not have the ability to fight the error because it doesn't really truly know the truth. It doesn't have enough truth antibodies to fight off error. The church is ignorant. It's blissfully ignorant and consequently it is victimized easily by error. And this is a serious, serious problem. Weak theology, shallow, superficial knowledge of Scripture, all kinds of uncalled, unqualified people standing in pulpits who are not sent by God like the false prophets of Jeremiah's day. They don't have the Word of God and they don't understand it. They're inventing all kinds of things that the church is buying into. A superficial knowledge of Scripture, a weak theology, allows all kinds of error to flood into the church, and it cripples discernment. And what makes it worse is that there is a movement to say that the tolerance of all of this is the purest expression of Christian love, right? And if you call these people out and call them into question, you call what they're saying into question and say it's not truth, it's error. You are unloving, you are divisive, and you are striking a blow against the unity of the church. And so you have error flooding into the church today. There's no doubt about that. There, there, there is absolutely no way to deny that there is so much error. And it's because of a lack of biblical knowledge and understanding and a lack of discernment. You know what it says about discernment in the New Covenant? It says strong meat. That means the real uh, truth, the deep truths of Scripture. Strong meat belongs to those that are of full age who by reason of the exercise of their senses are able to discern good from evil. You'd think that would be so simple, wouldn't you? To discern good from evil. I mean, you know, the bad guy wears the black hat and the good guy wears the white hat. No, that that the the the, the bad guy is the 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 guy in the red red uh, red suit with horns and a pitchfork and the good guy is the guy in the white raiment with the wings and the halo. Let me tell you something about that. Without Growing up in God, it is impossible to discern good, true good from, from true evil. You can't do it using your own faculties without the work of the Holy Spirit and the Word of God working in concert in your life. You have to grow up. 
in order to be discerning. Strong meat belongs to those who are of full age, who by reason of that maturing in God, growing up in God, some people grow old, but they never grow up. Oh, someone said one time, I've been in the way uh, for 35 years, for 50 years. It's not just how long you've been a Christian. It's not just being on the road <laughs> for a long time. It's how far that you have traveled. And it is time for God's people to grow up in God. I want to be challenged every Sunday. I, I want, If I listen to anyone, any message, anywhere, I want it to challenge me. I want to continue to grow in God. I literally want my soul to be fed on that that the Bible said would cause me to grow. It begins with milk, but it doesn't stay with milk. The Scripture said desire the sincere milk of the word, that ye may grow thereby. Uh, but then as we grow, we get an appetite for more than the milk. We get an appetite for the meat. And the Apostle Paul said in the New Covenant, he said, you know, I couldn't feed you with meat, for you were not able to bear it. Therefore, I fed you with milk. There's a place even when you initially get hungry for the Word of God, that you become dissatisfied with milk and you want to get into the meat. You Milk is a wonderful, wonderful place to start. In fact, it is the proper place to start. Babies can't chew and swallow meat. They would choke on it. But God doesn't want a baby to stay a baby. Babies grow up, don't they? They go from baby food to junior food to to some food from a plate. Amen. Praise God. Amen. I believe it's time for the church to get hungry. And when, and when I say the church, the true body of Christ, to get hungry for truth and to want to be challenged and want to grow up in God, so that we can be people that understand the times that we are living in, so that we can live our life uh, with a different value system than the world about us. Amen. Listen, failure to discern the times and to act appropriately will lead to deceit and destruction. So we want you to get hungry for God's word. Amen. Many people go to church for the programs, for the fellowship, because their friends go and they have buddies there. That's not the right reason to go. Uh, someone visited us at, at our meeting uh, some time ago and, 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 and said on their way out, Oh, I really, really appreciate the message today. I was, I, I needed my soul fed. Hallelujah. Of course, they, they never came back. Well, why wouldn't they? There's all kinds of reasons people go to church. The least of which in many, many people's life is to get the Word of God as it is written in Scripture, and be challenged by it. You see, if you can be challenged with the Word, you can be changed by the Spirit of God. As we behold, as in a glass or mirrored back to us through the Word of God, His face, we are 
changed <laughs> into his image from glory to glory. Praise God. Amen. This, this, and from strength to strength. Listen, we grow in God and we grow up in God and we become discerning. See, no marvel if Satan himself be transformed as an angel of light and his ministers as ministers of righteousness. Now, what are you going to do when an angel comes and brings a message and the angel is celestial in his vis visage and he's got wings and he's in white raiment and he's got a halo over his head? I'm just using that. Angels are a little different from that. Amen. God's angels. What are you going to do? You're going to run with that? You, you're gonna you, you you're gonna just say, well, that's God. That's got to be God. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. What about that message from that minister, that that is wearing a beautiful suit, reading from a book called the Bible, but is he rightfully dividing the Word of God? Are you so in doubt, preacher? No, I'm so in truth. But it'll make you if you ever get the truth from the Word of God, it'll make you doubt a lot of things. I guarantee you that. I, there's there's no one, and I mean no one, and not myself at the top of the list that is above the scrutiny of the Word of God. Let every man be a liar. Let God be true, and every, I mean every man. Listen to this. We need discernment today more than we've ever needed it because one of the greatest awful signs of the last day is many false prophets will go out into the earth and deceive many <laughs> and deceive many that's always disconcerting to me that so many people can be deceived by that that is false and many will go out in the name of the Lord in the name these are false prophets and many people are following them because they've never grown up in God. And they're not able to discern good from evil, particularly when evil parades as good. Amen. And it brings such confusion. It brings such error. And ultimately, if we keep following, it will bring destruction. Listen, it is so important today that we understand that we must be people of discernment in these days. Let, let me read you a scripture from, from back in the Old Covenant. Uh, here in First Chronicles 12 and verse 32. Among David's mighty men were fighting men that did great exploits that right up there with, with David. But in this, these these mighty men of valor that defended Israel, it says, and of the children of Issachar, First Chronicles twelve thirty two, were men that had understanding of the times, to know what Israel ought to do. The heads of them were two hundred, and all their brethren were at their commandment. And among the children of Issachar were men that had understanding of the times that Israel might know what to do. We need people today, men and women of God that understand the times, people of discernment 
that can help us to know what, what, how should we be living in the light of the soon coming of Jesus? What should be our value system in, in the last of the last days? Remember the story of Naaman, the Assyrian captain with leprosy, who dipped seven times in Jordan as, as Elijah's, Elisha's instruction? He went to pay Elisha in gratitude. He wanted to pay him. And Elisha refused. And, and he went his way. You see, why did Elisha refuse to accept payment? And, and why did he do that? Because it would be interpreted that if you want God to help you, you've got to, to pay. You've got to give the prophet something in order for God to give you anything. So the, he did not want that. You, 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 you can't buy these blessings, this kind of grace. It is not for sale at any price. Let me tell you what the New Testament says. You were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver and gold, but with the precious after the tradition of your fathers. But you were redeemed, not redeemed with corruptible things like silver and gold after the tradition of your fathers, but with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. And friend of mine, you don't have to buy. I'm going to say it again. You do not have to pay for what Christ has paid for on the cross to give you. You can't buy that. One, you can't buy what the value of one drop of the blood of Jesus that, that dropped at the foot of that cross and run down his body and dripped at the foot of that cross. There's nothing to compare with that. And just as sure as salvation is a free gift. Hallelujah. So is your deliverance, your healing, and your help because Jesus paid it all at the cross. Praise God. And when we re preach Jesus and Him crucified, we are saying, Amen, to come and drink of the river of life freely. Jesus has paid your sin debt in full. Hallelujah. Amen. This idea of buying blessings, this idea of, oh, how did we come to this place? Amen. When we put men and women on pedestals, we get away from the Holy Scriptures, and we grieve the Holy Spirit. We literally quench Him. Everything becomes a financial transaction instead of a spiritual interaction. Today we need the mighty flood tide of the Holy Spirit today. We need the rain that comes from above, the living water to begin to flow, that out of our belly shall flow rivers of living water today. We need to quit equating spiritual things with the material, physical world. We need to understand. God wants to meet your need. Don't, don't make any mistake about that. But your need is met because of what Jesus has done on the cross. And it's met as a free gift. Hallelujah. Listen, listen to what happened here. Remember the story of Naaman, the Assyrian captain, 
with leprosy, dipped seven times in Jordan, came out clean. He wanted to bring gold and silver and raiment to pay Elisha. And Elisha refused. Elisha refused. Elisha refused to take payment for what had happened as if you could buy blessings with silver, gold, and raiment. But Elisha's servant, Gehazi, ran and caught up with him as he left with this this caravan of, of goods. And he said, my master changed his mind. And he took it for himself. And listen to what, what Elisha said to him when God revealed it to Elisha. 2 Kings 5, 26 and 27. 2 Kings 5, 26 and 27. It relates directly to what's going on in a large, unusually large portion of the church world today. It said, And he said unto him, Went not mine heart after thee when the man turned again from his chariot to meet thee? Is it a time? Here it is. Is it a time to receive money? And to receive garments, and olive yards, and vineyards, and sheep, and oxen, and men servants, and maid servants. Is, is this a time, in other words, to, to just indulge ourselves in everything that riches can buy? Is this such a time? You see, what, he, what Elisha didn't discern, Elisha's servant Gehazi, was that Elijah, Elisha, had such an anointing from God because he cried out for that anointing. He was a servant to his master, Elijah. And he said, I want a double portion of your anointing. I want a double portion of houses and lands and all of that. I want a double portion of the anointing that God may use me like he's using you. But since the anointing's available, I want a double portion. And Elijah said, well, if you're with me when God takes me up, you can have it. If you're that committed to it, you're going to have it. Amen. You see, the, the mantle, God takes men. He takes women home, but he doesn't take the mantle. He doesn't take that anointing. It's available to someone else. And in Elisha's case, it was available to him. Elijah said, if you're with me when God takes me up, you can have it. And you know what? He, he was with him every second. I, the man couldn't get away from him. I had a little doggy here that's so committed to his mommy, my wife, that my wife couldn't go nowhere. That dog wasn't trailing right along. She'd almost trip over him. He wouldn't let her out of his sight. She, she would go to the bathroom and he'd scratch on the door, won't in. I mean, you know, she couldn't get away. He was committed to being with her. And Elisha was committed to being with Elijah. And Elijah said, I'm going across the river and, 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 and I'm going to be over here doing something. You just wait right here. And Elisha said, not so, master. <laughs> Hallelujah. You can't get rid of me. I, I am hungry for the anointing. And it's going to be available when you go up. And sure enough, he was with him. You know, he didn't, Elijah didn't just go up in a chariot. Uh, you know, and, and nothing else occur according to the word of God. That chariot of fire separated Elisha from Elijah so that both of them didn't go up. 
He was so close, sticking so close, so hungry for the anointing. Today we've got very, very qualified speakers. But I'm not talking about just speaking. I'm talking about moments within the message and within the teaching when the anointing of God kicks in and the Word of God is like supercharged. Hallelujah. When that occurs and, and it goes directly into our spirit and it quickens us. It's not just aiming for the head. It's aiming for the head so it can get down into the heart. Hallelujah. And then begin to produce fruit. 30, 60, and a hundredfold. Praise God. Failure to discern the times. Is this such a time? What did he mean? Amen. It meant that Gehazi would have been in line for the anointing and the mantle of Elijah. But he was more focused on the material and the physical than the spiritual and the eternal. That is occurring today. And the result of that in verse 27 of Second Kings 5 is that the leprosy therefore of Naaman shall cleave unto thee and unto thy seed forever. And he went out from his presence as a leper white as snow. Oh, friend, this is very, very serious business that we are dealing with today. We need to be people of discernment that we might discern the signs of the times. For the signs of the times are everywhere, everywhere you look. And one of those signs, according to Matthew 24, I believe it is, is that there would be, there would be, when they ask him, when shall these things be and what shall be the sign of your coming? Part of that answer that Jesus gave was, and many false prophets shall go out into the earth and deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many will wax cold. This is called the apostasy. This is called the falling away that would occur and get worse and worse and go to its apex during the tribulation. But it would begin just prior to the tribulation. I believe that we are experiencing right now the great falling away. So many denominations that once held forth truth and committed to it are now completely compromised and flooded with error. So many Christian leaders that once were strong defenders of the faith are now acquiescing and giving in and going along with the political correctness and going along with the new age and going along with the compromising that would constitute the falling away. That day, the day of the Antichrist being manifest and revealed, shall not come unless there come a falling away first. And I believe we're in the midst of the falling away. So I believe the Antichrist will one day soon be revealed. I'm not date setting, but I'm saying signs of the times are everywhere. And we need to discern that we are living in a time of great, great error and deception. 
And we need to get in the Word of God and we need to get the Word of God in us so that when an angel, even if an angel, listen, Scripture says even if an angel comes with another gospel and you've got to know the true gospel so absolutely and so clearly that even if an angel begins to deviate from it and you're looking at a celestial being, he's not in pitchfork and horns and and a red jumpsuit no 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 he looks like an angel from the lord but when he opens his mouth and begins to speak if he says something despite what is already clarified in the word of god let him be anathema not only don't listen to him but let him be anathema the strongest consternation of god be upon him because he's leading people into error and people are following because of lack of discernment and the reason for lack of discernment is lack of spiritual maturation they've never grew up in God they would rather have a word spoken over them by a prophet than the word taught them from the scripture there are people that will stand in line to experience a manifest... I'm not saying the manifestation is of the devil. I'm saying the people are not hungry for the Word. They will stand in line for hours. They will fill a building and sit uncomfortably waiting to experience something. But they will not take time to sit down, open their Bible and heart, and be taught the truth of God. So they never grow up And they're easily deceived because they have no discernment. Friend of mine, we need men and women of God that are men and women of understanding of the times that will tell us what we should be doing. How should we be reacting to the soon coming of Jesus, to the the, uh, quick approaching tribulation period what manner of men and women should we be right now oh i pray that you will get hungry for god's truth and get hungry to be right with him because you have a promise blessed are they that do hunger and thirst after righteousness they shall be filled with what you're hungry for and that is righteousness today hallelujah well, I want to see the revival that God is going, not, not that we hope for, but that He's going to send to those that will come out from among the world and be separate unto God, allow the Word of God to cleanse us and sanctify us, hallelujah, and bring us into a place spiritually that we can begin to serve God wholeheartedly. Amen. And we can get hungry for the Word of God. And the Word of God can find good ground and bring forth fruit. 30, 60, and 100 fold to the glory of God the Father. Hallelujah. Friend of mine, when that occurs, when that occurs, I believe we're going to see Christians who have a profound effect upon the world about them. Amen who live their life in sharp contrast to the world 
and have the joy and the peace and the power of the Holy Spirit flowing to their life and through their life that people would say, where do you get this hope? Where do you get this joy? Where do you find this peace in these kind of times that we're living? And you can tell them about Jesus. And you can tell them about the cross. And you can tell them about the efficacy of the blood that was shed on that cross and the willingness of God to pardon those who come to Him through Jesus Christ. Oh, friend, and if you don't know Him today and you've seen the error yourself, you know. You know when someone is just trying to take you for a ride and you think it's the whole church and every preacher, you're wrong. You're wrong. There are many who are not following the blind, who are not falling in the ditch, but who are letting the Word of God be a lamp to their feet and a light to their pathway. Hallelujah. And we're getting ready for the coming of Jesus. <laughs> Amen. And we want as many people as we can influence to be ready as well. In fact, we want you to go to heaven with us when He comes. So give your heart to Christ today. He paid the price. It's a free gift. Repent of your sin and receive it. And let's go home together. In Jesus' name.